Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. There are calls for a citizen's assembly on the law surrounding drugs and availability and use and legalization of drugs. Anna Quigley is the coordinator of the Citywide Drugs Crisis Campaign. Anna, good morning to you. Morning, PJ. Good to talk to you. And you. It's it's a constant discussion. You know, what do we do with drugs? Do we legalize? Do we partly legalize? Do we decriminalize? What do we decriminalize? Why do we need a citizens' assembly? Yeah, well, I suppose, PJ, and, and obviously all the issues you've you've listed there are really important ones, but we think it's important as well. Like, we're always kind of a bit anxious at the debate around drugs, the drugs issue, and how we deal with the drugs issue. What kind of drug policy should we have? Um, they can get very um, focused on the words like legalization and decriminalization and so on. And like we always say, you know, you can't look at those, uh, have those discussions without looking at kind of the context that drug use is happening in. Because for us, looking at a citizens' assembly, it, it isn't just about those issues. And I'm going to talk about these issues in a minute, but it isn't just about those issues. So I suppose the best way to illustrate, PJ, is that if you look at uh, Citywide, we're the network of community organizations and even though the name is citywide we have um, groups from right across the country in communities right right across the country rural communities as well now too um, where, where drugs has become a huge issue and again it's the learning like when 25 years ago when citywide was set up that was in response to the really serious heroin problem in dublin at yeah. the time yeah. and again back then in those days you know the, our members people were marching people were looking for tougher laws people saw they saw look the the, the um the response we need to this is the law and order one and tough laws and people supported it. But what we've learned, we're 25 years dealing with this drugs issue now, PJ, and what we've learned is, first of all, as, as people have got involved locally in uh, in in services to develop, development services in their own local communities to help the people in their communities who are impacted by drugs and their families, we've begun to realise that by criminalising people at the same time as you're trying to help and support them, it's a complete, it doesn't make any sense because 
the state is putting resources into services that are there to support people to move on with their lives to make progress. On the other hand, we're criminalising them, which is something that causes huge difficulty for people right throughout their lives. And again, as you come to understand addiction, you know, and that is a big issue. Um, it's really important as part of the Citizens Assembly. We have to have kind of a discussion about what addiction is and helping people to understand it. Because, I mean, people who are involved, people who, are, who have a family member, people who've been, been involved in addiction themselves, they understand it. But generally, there's kind of this sense, a lot of the time, PJ, of, of a sort of blame, you know, the kind yeah. of thing, well, you know, if people didn't didn't start, they wouldn't they wouldn't end up addicted. Now, of course, we don't take that view with alcohol in this country, you know. Yeah. Um, but again, the whole understanding of addiction and, and how it works and the links to addiction is hugely, hugely connected to mental health. Um, and we know as well that the worst still after 25 years, we would have hoped this would have changed. The, the, the worst impact of the drug problems, the people most vulnerable because of drug use and addiction are still the people in our most yeah. adva- disadvantaged communities. That continues to be the case. So we need to take all that on board. When when you look at that broader context, as, as I'm saying, you kind of say, OK, well, what exactly are we achieving by, by criminalising yeah. people? Two, two things that are often said, uh, Anna, uh, would yeah. be, number one, the war on drugs was lost a long time ago. And yeah, number yeah, two, yeah. number two, what we've been doing hasn't been working, so we need to do something different. Yeah, yeah, and you see, we did have like, and and tw- this is one of the things I suppose the frustrates us, PJ, that we did for a while have a model that was working really well because after like twenty five years ago, and after the shooting of Veronica Geer and kind of the state woke up to the seriousness of the problem. At the time, they took an approach which is just total common sense. What they said was when Pat Rabbit, minister at the time. Because communities had been had been drawn attention to this serious issue for a long time and weren't paid any attention to, so he said, "Okay, we didn't listen to you. In future, we must always listen to the people on the ground because that's reality. We have to respond to the reality of how the drugs issue is impacting on the ground in our local communities." So they set up structures that brought on board and um, the people in the communities, the people who knew most about the the issue, the people who are experiencing the addiction issue within their own family, with themselves, within their communities. Brought those people on board as part part of the decision making and set up the structures, the task forces, which we still have. And again, just brought all the agencies on board because again, you can't look at addiction, you can't look at at the use of a drug without looking at the broader issues. Mm. Um, You know, people that all of the, and and again, all this is is kind of well, (laughs) well, we we know this, we're saying it over and over again. But but there's a saying, Anna, in disability, for example, in disability Mm -hmm. advocacy, there's a saying nothing about us without us. And should that be the same for drugs? Absolutely. And it was, Peter, that's the frustrating thing. It was for a number of years after 1995. But unfortunately now, as time has gone on, and this is what happens, you know, the issue was a political priority for a while. So the community were needed, basically, because the state knew it couldn't. It couldn't address the issue without the expertise of the people on the ground who knew what was happening. Um, And it brought them into this partnership with the state. But in recent years, that has just, you know, it has faded away. And now they're not listening anymore. I mean, again, I know that the most recent example in the media has been the, the situation in Tallaght, um, you know, where they, they've had to basically, you know, go go into a situation of almost begging for the money. They, they've a, a massive, massive problem there with crack mm. cocaine. And the other yeah. thing is like 25 years ago, it was heroin. That was the huge problem. Oh, and um, I don't, with, with respect to Tallaght, I, I wouldn't have to go to Tallaght uh, to, to find serious no, drug problems. I'd have to take about absolutely. three and a half minute walk from where I'm sitting here and I'd find absolutely, serious problems. Yeah. You know? 
Now, yeah. and my point is there that they went public on it in the end, which is not an easy thing to do because, again, you're not encouraged to do that. You know, people are supposed to stay quiet. And I know there's been a great uh, local drug task force in Cork there um, since the very beginning. It was one of the original ones set up and great work done there to involve the community, a great community, community development worker there. But the difficulty, again, is that the, the, the task forces now, really, they're not, um, they were set up originally to respond to local needs. The idea, give the people around the table locally, like the people down in Cork City know best what's needed around the drugs issue in Cork City, not somebody sitting in an office up in an apartment in Dublin. So the idea of the task force is bring all of the agencies that are involved that are relevant around the table together where that's the police, the, the schools, the youth services, the you know, the, the treatment services, bring them all around together, the table together with the members of the community who know exactly what's going on, as you described there yourself. Yeah. And everyone work together to come up with the solutions. It's common sense. Doesn't that yeah. sound like well, common you see, sense? That, that's the problem we have, Anna, in Ireland. The common sense isn't all that yeah. common. Yeah. Let me let me yeah. come to the yeah. Citizens' Assembly. It, it is in the programme for government that there will be it one. It is in the programme for government, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, and again, you know, that, that at least is progress. That is, yeah, yeah. No, and the Taoiseach in the Dáil, to be fair, um, a couple of weeks ago did say that he would like to see it happen in 2022. Um, so obviously we'll be, you know, looking looking for that to happen. Again, we just feel we need to change direction, uh, an entire direction in our drugs policy. We're not dealing with the underlying issues and the underlying causes, even though for 25 years we've been aware of what they are. Um, uh, and, and we're not looking, We again, we continue, like I think it was the, the total figure is over, over a quarter of a million people have been criminalised since 1996 just for possession of drugs, having drugs in their possession for their own use. And to be honest with you, the vast majority of people now, if you say to them, do you think that if somebody has drugs in their possession to use themselves, that they should be should become a criminal, should be made a criminal? The vast majority of people in our experience now don't think that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and again, people look as well at the one of the things in our communities that's most striking is that like, you know, 20 years ago, people went out and they marched and they were vocal about their feelings around the drugs issue. Same in, in communities and Cork, people would have been standing up and saying, you know, we're not having this. People don't do that anymore, Peter. And that's because of the violence, the intimidation, the fear that goes with an illegal drugs trade. And nobody's, there's no simple solutions to this. Again, there's lots and lots of, of you know, um, issues that need to be looked at. It's not a simple thing of, of uh, you know, you just change the law. We, we, we know that changing laws doesn't change it. But we have to start asking asking ourselves these questions, um, you know, because we have, we've, we've tried various kind of intimidation reporting systems so that family, you know, people can, can, um, can confidentially report on what's happening to them. But then in the end of the day, if any action has to happen, they have to put their name at the bottom of the statement and people are not going to put their name mm. at the bottom of the statement. So we have to stop just turning our back on these problems. We've got to say, look, this is the reality we have. Mm. Um, but also, the re- and also acknowledge the reality that mm. it is still within the most disadvantaged areas yeah. that the drug problem has the worst impact. It the fear, the fear is areas. out there. I mean, the fear of reprisals is out there. And I know myself, yeah, yeah, Anna, yeah, we know here is. as a team on the programme, there'll be something happening, uh, again, five minutes away from here, dealing or or something is happening and people know and they just will not open their mouths. They'll go inside and they'll lock their door and they'll close their curtains for fear of reprisals. Yeah, yeah. 
And we need to look at that. Like, no, there's no simple solutions to any of this. But it's back to the same point, PJ. If we we all have to come together and put our collective brains together, like nobody on their own has the answer to this. But we need to hear from the people in the communities who are experiencing that. We need to hear from them what their lives are like and what would make a difference. We need to have all the statutory agencies around the table. But the point is, it's only going to be any use if people can have honest, open conversations. And unfortunately, it can be very difficult for people in statutory agencies to do that and um, to know that the feeling is well you know we, this is what our role is and this is what we do um, and we need to get back to because we did have it before we're not living in cloud cuckoo land we did have a genuine kind of interagency partnership situation where everyone just focused on what is the problem and what we need to do about it and what can we do and we need to stay we need to we need to get back to that way of thinking instead of just saying, oh, no, that can't. Because that really is a lot of the a lot of the response this days. Well, we couldn't do that and we couldn't do that. And, so, you know, because it's like... Assuming yeah. that we do get this Citizens' Assembly, like yeah. what what would you like to see discussed, debated? How would you, how would it work? We know how the Citizens' Assembly works. Yeah. It's selected by, like effectively, by an, like an opinion poll. People are just randomly yeah, selected. Yeah, that's but right. The, the, yeah. Would that work? For a, a citizens' assembly, and and what would you like to see? If there were two or three things to prioritize well, yeah. in a couple of minutes, what what would they be? Well, the yeah, what we prioritize is first of all the that. It, voice of the communities most affected needs to be heard, the people most and that that's not just the general community that includes people who are using drugs and their families, because again we don't want any kind of um, division, people who, who use drugs and their families, they're part of our community, so we all need to work together but that voice needs to be strong because it's the voice of reality, it's the voice of what's actually going on on the ground, that's one thing, that voice needs to be heard really really strongly, the lived experience as it's called, and um, we need to look at the link between um, drugs and poverty and address that because again there were there were attempts to do that PJ in the earlier days where um, the, the original rapid program the, which was investment in the areas that are most disadvantaged it was recognised there was a need for significant investment into those communities in order to you know address a lot of the other issues and not all again those programmes they start with a great you know bit of publicity and then yeah. they fade away there was a Young People's Facility Services Fund which was part of the drug strategy and that was and, and that there was some great facilities um, developed and, and services for, for young people developed which you, you always get just this you know, it happens for a short while and then, you know, it's yeah. kind of the, the momentum goes out of it. But we need to just, we need to totally commit to that approach that you cannot solve the issue around drugs if you don't have a um, coordinated approach around yeah. all those no, issues. Nothing about we us without us. Look at Absolutely. And the stigma in relation like to, because we see the, the fact that people are criminalised has been hugely linked to the, there's just a massive stigma around drug use. Okay. And then we've been doing work on that because people who who are have been drug users, they talk about the just the, the the incredible stigma they experience. And again, it's interesting because we've looked at this. We 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 developed a campaign twenty eighteen. We launched a campaign around drug related stigma. And again, it's interesting. Like one of the questions, um, there was a bit of research done for us, and one of the questions to people was, was, would you be happy to live next door to someone who's using drugs? And I think something like sixty percent of people said no and we thought about how would you even know know, how do you know someone next (laughs) door to you is not like using coca but the point there is what people that's really an issue about poverty because when people are asked about people who use drugs what they have an image in their head 
of the people who are who are in most difficulty, the people who tend to be on the street, the people who have serious drug problems. That's the image. And the stigma is actually around being poor more than around the drug. Right. Because if you're a, a, someone who uses drugs, you know, who can do it in the comfort of your own home and um, where nobody sees you, then the stigma isn't really there. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going so to do, that Anna? stigma I, has I, to be... I'll come back to this on another occasion because I know that yeah, we've got more to do. But so 2022 is when the Taoiseach says he hopes it'll come together. And I think the, the message that you're giving us this morning is we used to do it inclusively. Yeah. And if we're going to have yeah. a citizens' assembly, whatever's discussed, that too has to happen inclusively. Absolutely. All right. 100%. The all communities, right. people who use drugs, their families, all, if they're not in there, then we won't be tackling reality. And if we're talking away about stuff that's not real, well, we're just wasting our time. So let's have the reality. Let's put a reality on the agenda. All right. That's what we need to do. All right, Anna, we'll talk again. Anna Quigley, coordinator of Citywide, the Drugs Crisis Campaign, which is actually countrywide. That's something we'll come back to.